a piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Welcome to episode 279. Welcome to Goodwill Hunting, and welcome to a new episode. You're listening to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am your host, Juan. I am joined by the squad, the cast, the crew. Zach. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Edward. What's up, folks? Doing all right today? We're doing all right. What about you? How'd you guys? You guys got a good week? Happy Hump Day? It's been pretty good so far. Yeah, same same boat. Couldn't agree. Calm, more. calm, calm. You guys enjoying this heat wave? Ugh, Man, <laughs> stifling, stifling. No, I thought for a second we were in Oklahoma, but apparently we're in the tundra right now. So report. I, I don't want to hear. Tundra. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything about a tundra, a frozen tundra, anything to do with Wisconsin or cold air. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Folks, Johnny's just cranky right now because of what happened over the weekend. So, <clears throat> trust me, I've been having to hear it from the uh, recent uh, addition to my employees. So, then go yeah. to uh, she, I but they. oh, my bad. <laughs> better, use right pro- better use the right pronouns, Eddie. You'll get canceled. Anyway, last week we had a fun episode. We we kicked off the year and kicked off the season with Whiplash. Uh, a fun conversation, an intense movie. This one was nearly not as intense as uh, we talked about last week with Whiplash. But uh, this week we're getting into uh, Goodwill Hunting. It is the start to our Robin Williams. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. What do you call it, Zach? You, this was your idea. It's a Robin Williams tribute year. All twelve months, huh? except for February, he doesn't get February. Uh, we got a lot of we got a lot some twenty twenty three films to catch up on for February. <clears throat> do we? I don't know. Do we? Because it seems like it changes every every day. So, no, February is going to be fun. We kick it off with uh, Casablanca, a movie that is uh, Zach holds is at turning this year. One hundred and fifty five. Close, <laughs> close. I think uh, 80, 85 years old, I believe. God damn. Yep. Uh, but no, we have a fun episode. We're going to talk uh, our top five fun episodes that we talked about last year, whether it be conversation pieces or just uh, episodes that we enjoyed reviewing and, and just talking about. Um, and then we're going to get into Goodwill Hunting. But if you guys did not join us last week, like I said, you can listen to last week's episode wherever you listen to podcasts. iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podbean, Amazon Music, Spotify. Um, and then you can join us on the social media. It's Facebook.com forward slash The Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh, X is at Cinnamon405. And then the email is C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah. Should be should be, should be be pretty fun. Ain't that right, Ed? Oh, always, man, always. Um. Let's get into some recent watches or recommendations before we get into the top five. Um, Zach, we'll start with you. Do you have anything that you want to recommend or get off your chest? Yeah, yeah. mostly it's been TV-wise. I did go see uh, Soul. It's uh, Pixar re-released it. They're doing like a re-release because of the films that got hit during COVID. So they're releasing Soul, Turning Red, and Luca in the theater just throughout the year. Um, the Beekeeper, Jason Statham's movie, had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Really, I highly recommend it. Uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters had its season finale on Friday. Cool show. I'm curious to see how this is going to tie into Godzilla times Kong. Squirty, squirty equals empire. Um, Reacher has its season finale this coming Friday. True Detective, the new the new season of True Detective, Night Country, uh, had its season premiere this past Sunday. Should be an interesting season. 
um, watch Kandahar, the Gerard Butler action movie. That, that was fine. Uh, Leave the World Behind. Uh, I finally got to see that on Netflix. Has a really good concept. I understand why the ending pisses a lot of people off. Well, I, I don't understand. I'm glad you got to watch it. I hate when somebody says it was a good movie, but I the ending was terrible. How is the ending terrible? I it, don't. It, it, it has the best payoff of yeah. the buildup leading for the main character. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I didn't hate the ending, uh, considering I'm a, I'm a fan of that particular situation. You don't even um, have to be a fan of like the show or anything. It's just like... I don't know. I feel yeah. like, you know what? Uh, next week we're canceling. We're talking about that movie. <laughs> uh, but the big thing I want to recommend is Echo, the new Marvel show that's on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Uh, guys, if Marvel's going to do TV show, this is what they need to do. Five episodes, 35 to 40 minutes, you're in, you're out. Great, great show. Great representation with uh, indigenous Native American people and people with disabilities. The main actress is deaf. Um and they took a character from the Hawkeye show that was kind of a lame subplot villain and turned her into a badass. Um, and it's very, it's a very confined show with the exception of Kingpin, which that's a tra that's in the trailer. That's no spoiler. Um, I just highly recommend it. So go check out Echo, uh, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, and go see The Beekeeper in theaters. Um. What did we talk about last week? I, I checked out a few. I, I checked out two episodes of Echo. Right now, Zach, I'm just kind of having a hard time latching on to the, the story. The characters are there, and it's pretty kick-ass so far as far as just like the surrounding action. Mm -hmm. but I'm having a hard time just leech, you know, grasping onto the on. characters. Yeah, yeah. The story, um, the story of the characters. You like the? I think you like the characters. It's just the story that. It's you're a story like that. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have dug deep into the Planet of the Apes over the holiday weekend, just kind of getting through the, the franchise frenzy mode and, and going through another franchise, and I've selected the Planet of the Apes, all five original movies, um, that disaster of a Tim Burton movie, and then the three, um, the three new ones, where the last two are directed by Matt Reeves. Um, I still have one more to go. I still have to watch War of the Planet of the Apes, but it's you, you watched all of them up to War War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I just have wow. to watch War. Yeah. So, out of curiosity, how I know obviously we're probably fans of the three Andy Circus ones. How do those hold up to the? How how do those compare to those older ones? The older ones, I was really really dreading this watch, and I was really dreading this franchise because I know how the older ones were just kind of you know Cheap. cheesy sci-fi yeah. cheaply made movies but they the story honestly is there and you know whether it be the performances from rowdy mcdowell or uh you know that's really the only character and actor who's in all the first five movies but the the story of each movie is just honestly really entertaining so i did not have a problem with any of them i had more of a problem with the tin burt movie than I did anything else um but none of the first five movies. If you haven't seen them, I recommend them. Um, if you want to go see, you know, I, I think uh, they should all be watched before you understand the the Andy Circus movies, because there's so many throwbacks. Um, there's so many um, just acknowledgments in the new three movies that that have nothing. They they just explode with uh, callbacks to the first five. Like they tie, be, they tie it. Like if you if you care they don't, they about don't, the original, no, no, no. They, yeah, I mean they don't tie in, but they're just acknowledging names, lines, okay. everything. Yeah. So, I think they're on. I don't know what the original five. If they're even streaming on anything, um, I don't know. I know I, I've seen the original Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston. And I remember liking it, but I haven't. And I've seen the Tim Burton one, but I haven't seen any of the ones between the original and the Tim Burton one. So you, you should, if 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 you do any kind of like watching, getting ready for the the new one that comes out in May, I would suggest a little sit down of the original five. It's it's pretty fun. Oh. So yeah, I recommend I recommend that franchise to anybody. The last three I've done is uh, Harry Potter, Terminator, and now the Planet of the Apes. So. 
I'm sure by the time I join you guys next week, I'll have started another franchise. So, the major. What about you? <laughs> what about you, Ed? What do you? What have you uh, kicked off anything? <coughs> we can't hear you, buddy. Uh, still on the Vampire Diaries. I think we've transitioned to season four now. So we've got four. A little under four seasons left to go. Um, can't really complain yet about that. We've uh, just been kind of rolling along. I uh, did get to see the new South Park episode that is based off of a popular hydration slash energy drink. Um, that was pretty funny. Uh, recommend that to almost anybody except for kids. I do not recommend kids under the age of probably 15, 16 watching that. I mean... Yeah, you do. No, <laughs> bro, no. Uh, there is that, but no, really, kind of quiet on the eastern front over here, man. Uh, just uh, yeah, you, you get to play. Uh, just going through the Vampire Diaries. Probably start originals after it. If you are curious, if you are curious about the Planet of the Apes movies, the original five are streaming on uh, Stars, and then. Stars. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is on HBO Max, and I was about to say three. I can't just HBO Max it up with all all of them. I know. All nine. Well, Max filled us on this. I know. There's not nine of them. Well, you said the five plus Tim Burton plus the other three. We don't count Tim Burton anymore. Okay, so my bad. You know what I I, I do? That was just it's, looking back at it since I am talking about that franchise. Mm-hmm. That's the worst one. I just the the music was there, the concept, the dark, the the darky, you know, feel of it. Um, it's just. You want to know something? It was a boring story. I saw that one in the theater. I distinctly remember that. I I thought, and you, you know, obviously you've seen it. Way obviously you're more familiar with it now. But I thought Tim Roth was okay in the movie. He's kind of the probably the better part of it as the villain ape. Yeah, him and. Uh, Honestly, I enjoyed Paul Giamatti. Mm. Yeah. So, but but we'll get into it. Uh, we'll, we'll, I don't know where. One day. I don't know where the Matt the two Matt Reeves movies are gonna fit into our schedule, as in the first one, Rise. But I feel mm. like they're gonna. I feel like they have to be talked about before we eventually talk about the new one. March, we, April. We we could do like a Harry Potter film. And since uh, Tom Felton, a.k.a. Draco Malfoy, was in that, we can transition right over to that. Yeah, you know? he, he was in Rise, yeah. You're right. He, he, he was one of the best parts about that movie. That's, yeah, I can't it wait. It was actually really good. It, so, it was cool to see him as a villain, but in another setting. A different version. And speaking yeah. of future episodes, um, let's talk about episodes that we talked and had a fun time discussing last year. Because now we're going to talk our top five favorite episodes that we did of All right, guys, this week we're talking uh, our top five favorite episodes that we uh, discussed last year. It is in that, you know, we're on the road to our top five movies of 2023. And, you know, in in that road, we have some bumps and we have some uh, stops along the way. And we always talk about the best and worst of 2023. So whether it be movies, TV shows, episodes we did, um, movies we wish we had talked about or like next week, we're talking about our top five movies that we're most looking forward to in 2024. We always have some kind of lists on the uh, best of along the way in that road of a uh, top five of 2023. So um, we keep it punching. We keep it. Uh, I'm going to rapid fire through my top honorable mentions real quick, and then we'll get into the top five. Um, episode 274, Scarface. Um, I thought that was a fun conversation. It turned it was it was a conversation that at first a lot of people didn't want to do. Zach, you weren't looking real 
happy about talking about Scarface, but it ended up being the complete opposite. You had a fun watch with it, an even fun, uh, more entertaining conversation. And then my official honorable mention, um, we had special guest Danielle on the episode to talk about houses. Uh, we also had um, Ella joined us for that episode. Zach, you were on the episode as well. Um, and that's episode 272 was Barbie. Um, so that was a that was a fun conversation and a, a fun rewatch too. So those are my two honorable mentions. Um, anybody else have any? I'm not going to. Nope. nope. So let's kick it off with you, Zach. What's your number five? Um, I'll jump off your honorable mention, Johnny. Uh, Barbie. Uh, we had a, just a fun time with that. It was obviously we had to talk about it. It was the biggest movie of 2023, box office wise. Um, we all had something interesting and just fun to say about it. I think all of us agree it's probably one of the best movies of the year. Has a lot of social, political, or not political, social commentary about it. Um, great performances from Rob Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. It was just a, it was just a really fun episode. It was just one of those episodes that when we, when we do something like that, it's just like, yeah, that's why we do the show. So, uh, number five for me is going to be episode two forty two, um, Face Off. <laughs> we we had a you know it was a it was smack dab in the middle of I think was that last April already? Yeah. Um, yeah. Nick Cage month. We uh, we discussed John Travolta, Nick Cage. Not only was it like a, a fun movie to revisit, but it, again, it was one of those movies, Zach, I think you'd never seen it. And uh -huh. uh, it was, you know, Craig had wanted to dive back into it. So it's uh, yeah. one, of those, last year. Wow. one of those guilty pleasures. Um, so number five for me is 242 Face Off. That one was fun because I began the episode when you said, how did you like it, Zach? I said, well, doing this show has, oh, but, you know, I've had a lot to watch, watch a lot of movies. I'm just like, ugh. But and then I did like a three six. He was like, "I really liked it." <laughs> so, uh, what about you? Ed? <laughs> uh, my number five would be number two twenty seven. Kind of uh, one of the first few episodes of the year last year. Glass Onion. Um, gotta love that. Uh, I like how they're uh, kind of continuing a little bit of the series uh, with uh, LeBlanc, but. Uh, Kind of a fun little whodunit, uh, for that matter. Clue, if you will, or whatever have you. Um, I thought we had a great conversation. I thought it was great how we were still kind of deciphering where the uh, the trail kind of led to. And when we all kind of figured out or uh, got tipped of what it may or may not be. Uh, all that good kind of stuff. Because I kind of like to see how we all catch things, whether we do or don't, early or late, whatever. I, I like to see that, to be honest. So that was one of my more memorable ones. Zach, what's number four for you? Uh, number four, uh, one of the last episodes we did of 2023, uh, 275, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Um, it was great to finish that franchise up, at least those three films. Um I was really worried that Johnny was like, I know because of the girthiness of that film, you're like, oh, good Jesus. I didn't want it like, to hurt. Yeah. And I was just so afraid that you're, you know, you're just going to cry the entire time. Uh, but it was a fun conversation. I mean, both of us, me and Craig gave it 10. Johnny, I think you gave it like a nine. So ov overall, I think it was a strong finale for not only that throws that trilogy, but for that franchise that we did. So yeah. number four, Four for me is episode 265, The Birds. We had a fun conversation about The Birds. We uh, got introduced to Big Mitch. Mm. And uh, <laughs> it was just an overall fun conversation about a classic that kind of kicked off spooky season for us. And uh, it's always fun to talk to you guys about an older movie like that. Just to get everyone's different perspective of... You know, not only performances, story, um, maybe some scares, um, but the birds was haunting. Uh, it was it was a fun way to kick off that spooky season. And you know, it's always fun when you can just find something about that old of a movie, like the storyline of Big Mitch, and just kick it off from there. So I'll never watch the birds the same again. Thanks, so, Big Mitch. Yeah, so that's number four for me, episode two sixty five. Um, Ed, what about you? 
Uh, number four for me, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, The Princess Bride in this. <clears throat> number 234. Uh, been trying to uh, kind of get that on there for a friend for a while. And finally, that friend got to meet up with you and uh, convince you to get it on. So oh, I, I was really... About, talking about Big Sexy? Oh, JB, you know? Uh yeah, so it, it was it was cool to go ahead and finally get that one due after a while, uh, fit it into the schedule because you know uh, it's always nice to to help out uh, one of our friends out there. So. That doesn't know how to help out anybody. Nope, I'm all <laughs> uh, narcissistic dog. I'm good all, all the way. All the all the way, not not partly, all, all the, the way. way. I wasn't on. There was there was like six weeks last year that I was. I took just six weeks off, and Ed and Zach and and Craig, you guys picked it up and 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 did a great job with it. But Princess Bride was one of the episodes that I was not on. I did watch all the movies you guys talked about. I just wasn't on any of the episodes, and uh, man, I'm glad I was not on the Princess Bride because I would have shat all over that movie. Oh well, no. yeah. I mean. I think we've all had some here and there often on every now and then. Uh, Andre the know. Giant was the size of a house and he couldn't even save that movie. Uh, apparently it killed Inigo Montoya's father and he said prepare to die. So mm-hmm. it was inconceivable. Uh, Zach, number three for you. Uh, number three, plain and simple. Our final episode of 2023, our top five plus five holiday films. Uh, great. It's always fun to do a top five plus five. <laughs> um, it was fun to see, like, we had similar lists, but the films were different in different spots throughout. So, you know, obviously The Grinch, The Santa Claus, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. I think I'm the, only, I'm, 34th I'm, Street. I'm the only one who didn't have uh, Elf. Oh yeah, because you know, Craig, uh, John, Ed. I think he's a narcissist in this situation. And I think wasn't that the episode where it was Ed on the go? Yeah, Ed yeah, was, on, that the was Ed on the go. Yeah, you're at it some was. coffee place. He was at a, like a Dutch Brothers. <laughs> Dutch Brothers. Yeah, that's right. So you know, oh. you, we talk Christmas. You got Ed on the go. You know, what more do you need from this podcast? So uh, yeah, that's my number. That's my number three. Ed, the next Ed, Ed on the go, you should be at a fucking Burger King. No. Just munching on a Whopper. Negative. E-K. Double <laughs> double meat, double cheese, extra mayo, extra thick cut onion. That's oh. how Ed should do it. No. Yeah. Negative. Uh, number three for me is going to be episode 230. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> I think it's 239, our top five plus five of 2022. Um, like Zach said, those are always fun lists to do, but it's really fun when you get to throw in the fun little awards that we do, like um, favorite actor, favorite actress, the dog shit of the year award. Um, it's just, it's fun when we hand these out and we're doing the same thing in just a few weeks. So uh, April is right around the corner. I think we're doing it this year, the last Wednesday in March. Uh, and we're talking our our top five plus five, um, you know, favorite actor. I think we're also going to have favorite theater experiences that we had this year, like we, we did that last year. Um, I have then, I have a list I have a list of uh, awards, so I'll I'll send them out when we get a little bit closer. And then uh, the the prestigious dog shit of the year award. I just I can't wait. I can't wait to see what movie gets that. I already know what what mine is. I can't. I don't know what you guys are, but I know what mine is. So, but yeah, that's that. That was my number three, top five of 2022. Um, Ed, what's your number three? Number three, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, Scream <laughs> Six in this spot. Uh, visiting that made me want to watch all the other Screams for some reason, not in the actual order that they go in, but you know, whatever. I guess on that. Uh, so yeah, for like the next week after that, I was visiting the rest of the Screams. Uh, gotta say it was a lot of fun uh kind of disappointed jenna ortega and uh the other sister won't the other girl won't be in there Fuck but it. it is what it is you know uh simple as that it's how it goes sometimes 
I think the director even. I don't think the director is even doing it. So no, there may not even be a Scream Seven. He backed out. Watch they get David Gordon Green to come try to do it. Oh Jesus! <sighs> he'll, 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 it'll be it'll be like a Scooby Doo episode. They take off the ghost face <laughs> mask and it's an actual ghost or something. It's Matthew Lillard's <laughs> ghost. Or no, you better write, you know, uh, Billy Loomis has been in the last two as a ghost. He's actually the killer in the next one, but he's a ghost. He's uh, possessing Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he's he's possessing somebody else. Hmm. <laughs> oh man, I can just smell a billion dollar idea. Uh, number <laughs> two, Zach. Uh, number two, uh, 263, a film that I think all of us grew up watching, uh, School of Rock. That really, that was a really, really fun conversation. I think all three of us, plus Ella and Craig was on the episode. So we all just enjoyed the Jack Blackness of it all. So it was just real fun. It was fun to go back and revisit, revisit that for its 20th anniversary. So yeah, definitely go check that episode out. Number two for me is going to be Star Trek episode 254 when we reviewed the 2009 version. That had been a movie that just, it's, to me, it's my favorite Star Trek movie. And then we finally got to talk about it and we finally had a fun conversation about it. So go back and listen to it. We went in depth and we boldly went where nobody's ever gone before. Episode 254, Star Trek from 09. Ed, what about you? What's your, what's your number two? Number two, I'm going to have to go with episode 250, The Flash. Um, interesting conversation just because, you know, all the um, hubbub surrounding this movie, uh, controversy and all that good stuff, as well as everything going on with DC. Um, it was a good episode. Mo- most of the episodes Ed's picking, if you've noticed, Zach, are the ones that I'm not on this show. I know. <laughs> It, no, I think, dude. I think it's a trend. <laughs> no, I mean, it not because you're not on it. Just, dude, for some reason, a lot of the ones before. Uh, Which of these episodes is the fucker not on? <laughs> Let me find out. Um, a lot of them are just kind of ones that I had fun on. I mean, honestly, you know, or there's movies some of, some of, some, some of there, the movies you've been wanting to talk about for a long time. We just never it, got to. There's one more. I think it's your number one, but there's one more that you haven't mentioned yet, but I'm pretty sure that's your number one, but I'll, I'll be surprised if it isn't. Number two for you, Zach? Or one? Uh, number one, uh, number 260, a film that, like Ed, you, you, we always have these movies that we always want to talk about. We finally got to talk about Public Enemies this year, in 2023. Loved it. It was... The conversation was real fun. We, you know, we not only we talked about the movie, we also talked about how in today's world or in today's Hollywood, why those type of films don't get made now. Um, just over, uh, very fun. I think all of us really enjoyed the film. So it's, it's always good that we can have a good conversation also and also like the film as well. So, yeah, number one is uh, Public Enemies, the my favorite episode we did the last year. Uh, number one for me is just because of how diverse the conversation was and that's what always is what's fun for me is 269 when we talked talk to me um everybody you know that was one of the movies where somebody liked it somebody loved it somebody thought it was good somebody thought it was okay and then i you know and i think he thought it wasn't your cup of tea but it was just a fun in-depth conversation because of all the different scenarios that was involved the performances, and then we just, you know, we had an overall fun, diverse conversation. And those ones always stick out to me. Those are always the most fun uh, movies to talk about when we all have something different to say about it. So that's number one for me. Talk to me, episode 269. Um, Ed, finish us off. What was your favorite episode from last year? Um, this one is kind of a uh, pretty cool episode that I, I, I was really, really hoping for for a while. Uh, it is on Peacock, Tubi, uh, Pluto, uh, Sling, if I'm not mistaken. It's got an 8 out of 10. Uh, it is brought to you by Richard Kelly. And, uh, yeah. Is Donnie it? Darko. There it is. There it is. Yeah. I, I was, I, I was, I've been excited about this movie. It is, the hell? <laughs> it gone dark over there. Is the, yeah. uh, is Frank coming out? <laughs> Um, 
pretty much my favorite movie. I thought uh, you were going to say Passion of the Christ. That is one that I'm going to leave on that episode and mm. go from there. Those those uh, have his, those have his favorite cutscenes. <laughs> uh, you nailed that one to the board. Um, but Donnie Darko, but Donnie Darko is one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie. Uh, I've been waiting for a while to talk about that one as well. So I was very very happy to get that, and yeah. You know, you we joke about that, but The Passion of the Christ was actually an interesting episode in the fact that, you know, that was definitely a film that had a very cultural, a social cultural uh, hype behind it, and it just, oh, yeah. it was it was actually kind of interesting to go back and rewatch that all these years later. It'll be nailed into my mind forever. <laughs> it was a fun movie. Um, but today we're talking about Goodwill Hunting. Um, on IMDb, it has an eight out of eight point three. Rotten Tomatoes a ninety seven percent. On the Metascore, it has a seventy one percent. With a ten million dollar budget, it grossed a little over two hundred and twenty five million dollars at the box office. With a release date of December fifth, nineteen ninety seven, starring Robin Williams, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Stellan Skarsgård, Casey Affleck. Cole Hauser, directed by Gus Van Sant, written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Nominated for nine Oscars, it won two. Let's dig into it. Zach, we'll start with you. Do you remember the first time you've seen Good Will Hunting? And uh, if not, what was it like revisiting it for the episode? Uh, <laughs> damn. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't really remember the first time I saw it. I think the first time I saw it in its entirety was probably after Rob Williams had passed, which was 2014. God damn, so I just, I just, I just, like I said, I, I may have seen it beforehand before then, but that's the first time I remember seeing it in its entirety. Um, I liked it this time around. I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I think I think the older I get with films, I really enjoy uh, good just good dialogue and good monologues and a great screenplay, which this definitely has. Um, performances all around are incredible, and yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we'll get in the story, but yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it on this rewatch. Hmm. Ed, what about you? Do you remember the first time you seen it? Is this the <coughs> first watch for the movie? Uh, similar to Zach, this is the first complete watch. I've seen several different scenes of it. Um, a little bit, I even confused this with the, uh, oh God, the one Robin Williams film where he taught a whole class about. Oh, Dead Poet Society. Yes, DPS. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, this is my first complete watch of uh, Will Hunting. Um, I've seen this probably a handful of times. Um, I think my first time watch was when I was working at FYE. You know, you, you work at a place like that and everybody, all of the coworkers is like, oh, you got to check this out. You got to buy this. Um, so I've probably seen this probably five or six times since 20, 2008 probably. So, um, but let's dig into it. It's, it's a very... Um, Easy, it's not very complex kind of story to get involved with. Um, it's complex as hell, it's got all this math, bro. Well, hunting a janitor at MIT has been has have has had a gift for mathematics but needs help from a psychological standpoint to find direction in his life. Um, you know, the basics is you get involved with will hunting. He is so caught up in just keeping his life easy, normal. He surrounds himself with friends that he has. Um, he, he's in his comfort zone. He doesn't want to get out of his box. Um, little orphan Annie kind of little orphan Annie story. Um, almost where you know he surrounds himself with his three friends, played by Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, and Cole Hauser. The retarded gorillas, yeah. Yeah. He... Um, you know, and he's just he's just comfortable. What? With, that's with what he said. That's what they say. I, I know, but it's just like but he, but he lives in his you know, he lives in his safe box 
almost yeah. like he, he doesn't want to do anything extra. He he has an attitude problem. Um, you know, he has he's a, wicked he has, smart. Yeah, he has a big he problem, and I think that's where my problem lied in this movie. Watching it, probably this is the first time I've watched it since the podcast and its inception. Um, which is which is different. You know, it's the first time that I've watched the movie, sat down and really dissected it. With a critical mind, yeah. Yeah, and and even though, even though it it, it was nominated nine times, it won twice. People praise it for the performances of Robin Williams, which is true. I just had a character problem with Will Hunting in this movie. I still I still think it's a good movie, but I think looking back at the movies that were nominated for Best Picture and just nominated that year, LA Confidential, Good Will Hunting, uh The Fall The Full Mountie, as good as it gets in Titanic, like where are the other movies from that year? Like that's short, first off, that's a short list. Mm-hmm. The movie that won definitely deserved to want you know, win. But I'm just like, man, there was not a, a there must not have just been a big list that all that year yeah that was but that was still back in the day where they were just doing like five picture by five nominations today nowadays it's like eight to ten so nowadays the oscars has much more range of uh, what 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 they nominate but yeah but, i agree i think <coughs> out of those five obviously titanic is the is the clear winner in that and that and that category but going back to will hunting like the movie itself i think it's a a good story arc you know, um, yeah, like you said, one of the performances that nobody really talks about is Stellan Skarsgård in the movie. I think mm-hmm. he's tremendous. He plays the professor who puts the, the first two problems up on the board and doesn't really think anybody's going to solve him. Um, but Will Hunting just sitting there like a fucking, like a fucking wicked smart monkey and he just <laughs> fills out the, the board and do you think they overplayed the whole Boston accent in the movie? You think you think it was too strong for you guys? What'd you think? Never being to Boston, I'm not 100 percent sure. I do have friends that are from Boston. Well, call legitly. one of them up right now. Let's get him on the phone. Calling. Uh, but his accent had a few tinges on that, kind of like that. But I mean, it's more just kind of some some words would hit. Uh, but other than that, it wasn't really discernible as in, yeah, this guy's from fucking Boston. You know, it was just like, oh, okay. Are you? Yeah. No. But well, I, don't I think know. it's I think it's I think it's amazing, honestly, as far as their accents go. Um Matt Damon, you know, wrote the first 40, 50 pages of the movie, then turned it over to Ben Affleck and Bill and Bill. Ben finished it off, you know, and they wrote this when they were in college together. Um I think that Matt Damon said he started writing this in 1991. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's, it is fascinating to see that this is the move that kickstarted both of their careers together. Um, but I think the biggest, the biggest memorable thing about this movie for me is the guy in the middle. Uh, Robin Williams's performance yeah. is, is probably, you know, some say it's the best of his career. It's the one that got him the hardware. But what do you say, Zach? What do you uh, what do you think going into some of the the movie? Did you think it was overhyped? No, I, I'm gonna be honest. There were parts of this movie I absolutely like. Before he, Will Hunting meets uh, Sean McGuire, Robin Williams's character, I absolutely did not remember none of that earlier stuff. I don't. I did not remember Skyler. I don't remember him going through like five different psychologists because they didn't want to deal with his attitude and him not being taking the serious matter. You know. Um, I remember him like figuring out the bo- like the problem on the board, and like everyone was just like, "Who like who did that?" And you know, him flipping off the professor, saying like, "You know, screw you, you know. leave me alone." Exactly. Um, but I to answer the question about the Robin Williams thing, I, I do think this is like by far his best performance. I mean, obviously, you know, you have your favorites like Jumanji and all that, and obviously, well. We'll get into the, some of those as the year goes on, but this one, I think, out of everything that I've seen of his, this is the one he <laughs> definitely, definitely deserved the Oscar for. So, and 
the thing about this film is that this film had like no backing whatsoever. But when Robin Williams came on board, he gave up his like salary for the film. And that's, that's essentially how the film got made. Well, essentially. Hmm. Well, he should ask for the salary back. I just, I, it's, it's a good movie, but I just had an issue with like, I don't, I, I think it, when it comes down, down to all the awards and all the, you know, the, the credentials that it's won and been talked about, I just think, I, I'm like, really? A movie about a troubled kid who is supposedly smart, but he's not smart enough to dig himself out of the hole that he's living in, or yet he finds a really good girl and he can't, he's not smart enough to see that she's willing to do and trust him, and he just continues to lie about his 12 brothers. He doesn't want to take her to the hole in the wall apartment. He doesn't. And then and, and then there's a scene where she's telling him she loved him. And she just wants, you know, she's like, you want to go to California with me? And then he just starts. Crazy. He, yeah, he starts going crazy. And he's got that little fucking. I don't know. It's just he, he's got the vein popping out of his neck. I don't fucking love you. I don't love you. Then he gets out and he. You know, he looks like he's gonna hit the wall and break the wall. I just, to me, it's just the character Will Hunting is a is just a no good little bastard. I think he's I mean, just that, a person that's that's, that's, that. No, that, but the, I think at the end of the day, that's just how the character's written. Obviously, I mean, you you have to build a kind of a suspense of like, why is this character the way he is? And obviously, by the end of the film, you you get a clear cut answer of it, and it makes sense. Um, but it didn't bother me just because I just, you know, I, it bothers me like when he's like being a little pissant to Robin Williams and I like, but Robin Williams puts him in his place. It's like, look, that's, I think that's why that bench scene at the park is so good is like, listen, you can read all the books you want. You can tell me everything, quote me Shakespeare all day long, but you have no fucking idea what life is like. You have never been been out of Boston. You have no idea what it's like to love someone. You have no idea what it's like to be in a war. And smell that, what the Sistine Chapel, or uh, yes. tell me what the Sistine Chapel smells like. That was and, just like, damn. That, but that's like so. That's like that's why everyone references that scene. It's, it's so it's written so well. It, the performances are so good. You root for Robin Williams to say like, "Hey, shut the hell up. You know nothing." And just you know, I I understand you're smart, but you're not smart enough to know what the real world's like. Basically, what he's saying is, you have a lot of knowledge, you don't have a lot of experience. Yeah, Junior. Or even yeah. the even the scene where they're in the bar and he's talking to him about the Boston game, where he gave up his playoff ticket mm. for the girl. Yeah. yeah. And that I gotta, to me, I gotta go see about a girl. Which is a good. That's a thread that they pay off at the end of the movie, which is you know obviously that's good writing, but it's also if you've seen a lot of what Robin Williams's stand up. He's acting, his performance is good in that, but he's also doing some of his like comedic chops that he, he knows how to do like performance-wise and like impersonations and stuff like that. Um, it's just that's a, that's another great scene. The, the the big monologue scenes are probably some of the best. That's that's why you watch this movie. Yep. Honestly. What do you, what do you think about the uh what do you think about Chucky uh, played by Ben Affleck? Um, and then you got Casey Affleck in there. Zach, I bet you didn't. I bet you forgot that you're going to see old Cole Hauser in that movie. I, I was. I was wondering if you're going to catch Rip in the movie. So, yeah. <laughs> I think obviously Chucky is like they focus more on Chucky than um, Billy and Morgan. Essentially, Billy and Morgan are just kind of like standby characters. Like the C characters are just kind of like, oh yeah, there's there's part of the crew. But well, Chucky, they got, they the got good monologues too. Yeah, Chucky. The one where it's. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. So I I saw a a, a comment is like Matt Damon uh, wills the intelligence, but uh, Chucky's the wisdom of saying, "Look, you know, like, again, another great monologue scene of like, you know, you're too much of a little too much of a little bitch to cash in your life check, and you know that's bullshit. You know, I, I know I know my life. I'm gonna be here for the next fifty years. I'm okay with that, but." You don't need to be here. You need to get out of here while you still can. Yeah. So, I, I I've been going on. What do you, What do you think about it, Ed? I mean, honestly, you kind of hit a lot of it on the nail, or on the nail on the head, for that matter. Uh, 
so you've got you know Papa Scarsgard, or Stellan Scarsgard, <laughs> yeah. uh, coming through and seeing this kid, kind of like what he was talking about in the monologue with uh, Robin Williams' character Sean. Uh, you know, this is a rare, a rare uh, once in a generation uh, raw, uh, raw intelligence for that matter. Uh, God, I forget what what he was quoting for that matter, but you know, he was talking about a guy a hundred years before that, and all that found the same, and he wanted to work with him, and ended up working with him for years. And I mean, that's kind of the same thing here. You know, he 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 gone on with the first problem, and was like, "This is you know something that if you know you solve it, will get you here and get you published here, and do all this and all that." And, you know, I've got an award because of it and all this and all that. And then he goes on and no one knows still. And the second one is just like, man, who, who solved that first? Or definitely have a hard time with this. And I don't know how long of a time period of time between those two it was. But, you know, within 72 hours, we'll say, you know, we'll solve both equations. Mm-hmm. So meeting with that and it's like okay what kind of person is this and then you see the janitor messing with it and you're like who are you goes on and you guys and all that and it's just like okay meets and yeah he he it, it goes from a kid with a potentially exhausting you know attitude but with an extremely high intelligence quotient and they don't even like, dude, is this worth it? Yeah, we haven't even touched on the like, well, you kind of touched on it, but the the little friendly rivalry between Sean and Lambo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I mean, even even in that, you know, you, you see, you see when he's loyal to you in 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 the uh, bar scene when he first meets uh, Sean. Sean, no, damn it, I always forget. Uh, when he first meets her in the bar scene and he's going, you know, Tyler. coming up to uh, kind of make, not make fun of him, but back him off of his friends. He's like, okay, you've uh, quoted that from this book. You've learned that from this book, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, what, what are you going to read the whole, uh, recite the whole thing for us? What are you, what are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not necessarily to look good, but it's to, it's for loyalty. It's to be an a-hole, but at the same time, like show him up. I don't uh, like the way those apples sound. But, <laughs> but, you know, so once you have that guy's loyalty, he's very, very loyal to you. And that's kind of what one of his breaking points is. It's not necessarily a bad, not necessarily a good thing, but for him as a deep well of information, his experience, if he kept on with the same path, would not excel at all so you know but i think that's but i think that's why sean, uh will ultimately learns to trust uh Robin williams character sean is that a he's he finally came across someone that he's not going to put up with his bullshit all the time and be like no I, I need you to tell me a correct i need you to tell me a real answer not so, not like a high behind the wall answer well someone that challenges him and yeah. not only challenges him but is able to go ahead and get on the same level of intelligence and spit back the exact same shit that he spits so it's but, just like yeah you're it, you're on my level but in a different way but and to bounce off that, being on the same level, not only intelligent-wise and smart-assness, but emotionally. Because at the end of the day, these are two people that have experienced the same trauma. And he, Sean knows exactly what Will has went through. He, might, he said, like he says, you think I know the first thing about you being an orphan because I read Oliver Twist? That's true, yeah. But when they start talking about the abuse part of it, yeah, I'm... He talks about well, his dad, dad, him having his, to, his stepdad, like putting cigarettes out on him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and, why Professor Gerald gone to him. You know, uh, Stone's character gone to him is because he's like, okay, you're from the same area. You are who you are. You are what you are. I know who you are. Let's let's see if you can break this kid. And when mm-hmm. you first walk upon Sean, you know, in his classroom, one of the first things he's talking about is if you can do this, you can gain trust what what yeah. is trust good for you know and yeah. kids like oh it's it's life or death in a way yes 
but it's just like it's more than that. It's mm-hmm. it's not just life or death. It, it, it's a lot more than that. Because if you can gain something's trust, say a dog, that dog may be the most loyal thing to you that you will ever, ever have in your entire life. Or, you know, that dog can rip your face off if you piss it off too much. I mean, well, you know. that that ties into the other scene where, you know, Sean, it, Sean gets to the point where he's done what he's done hearing his bullshit. And he says, what do you want to do? And he says, I want to be a shepherd. And he's like, you know what? If you want to go, if you want to go jack off, just, you know, go do it with the moist towel. And it, like, he just asks a very simple question. What do you want to do? And Will just can't do it. And he, you know, he, it's a very, um, it's a defense mechanism. Once he feels, once Will feels like he's being betrayed, he uses everything he knows about you against you. Yeah. And it doesn't affect Robin Williams as Sean, the character, because he's just like, you know what? I may have lost my life, but you know what? At least I played a hand in life. What What can you say? I, I don't know if you can say it doesn't uh, affect him because in that scene on the bench the first time, it affects him quite a bit a couple of days before that. You know, because he's up, you know, it, it, reliving a bit of, uh, of of grieving for that matter. You're talking about Sean? Uh huh. Yeah. No, you know, but I'm talking about like. I'm talking about like by that by that point, he's so familiar with Will and the way he operates. It's just like I know how to. I don't want to say I don't know how to defeat you, but I know how to use. I know how to shield myself against your. You know, your he knows how to use his bullshit against him, basically, yeah. simply yeah. because you are a child and you know a lot. That's true. You can deduce a lot, and you have good cognitive skills as well as deduction skills. But at the same time you are still just a child. I will go ahead and out myself because I don't care. I've lived through this. You haven't. You've lived exactly. through some trauma, but at the same time, don't think you know me. Yeah. You know me from a painting. You yeah. know a scratch of my surface, not the engine. Exactly. So towards the end of the movie, I mean, you see Will. He does the whole, you know, got to go see about a girl. And even Ben Affleck is like, you know, the highlight of my day is coming and knocking on your door and hoping and praying that you've, you know, taken your stuff and you, you've you've left this piece of shit town um, without even telling me. Because I just at least I know that you've had the guts to go and do and li- live your life. <clears throat> that line hits so hard for me. I, I don't know what it is about it. I think it's just the idea of because, you know, well, it's because it's, 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 it's Ben Affleck is so good. Do you do you want to leave this piece of shit town and actually experience your life, sir? <laughs> a little bit. It, a little bit. It's, 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 it's the why. idea. It's the idea of the way the way I go to work. I go through downtown and I I bypass the Amtrak train station. You know, over there by like pay comment. Downtown and all. Yeah. And there's just you know every like when he says for the best part of my day is that ten seconds from the getting out of the car to your porch, and you know I just think maybe just maybe you are going to do something with your life. And my, and my, just my personal experience is always that. What if I don't go to work today? What if I just hop the train and go to Dallas, or you know, just take ride the train? So, you know, this is one of those things that you know you take. Your li- life is so precious, and it's just like don't waste it. You know, you you want to do something that you want to do, whether it just be take the day off, or you know, hang out with your kids, or you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. But something that the movie, you know, surfaces about and plays with you a lot about is like, we're we're all so afraid of just taking that small what if, like even if like right now I wanted to call in and just enjoy my night and enjoy this part of my life and not have to worry about work tonight, like there's still that what if, what's the repercussion going to be if I did something selfish for myself. You know, and the movie just teases that so much and just makes you wonder what is Will gonna do? Or even Will confesses to um Sean like Sean, what would you have done different? Or did you want to do anything different? It's just I mean it, and that, honestly and that, the, that's the sucky part of life. And that's a great and that's one of the great that's the great dialogue of that's the baseball scene where he's talking about how he met his wife is like that's why I'm not sitting here talking to you about a girl that I, I wish I'd said something in a bar. I, you know, I missed the game because I was, a, was a man and admired by her and I wanted to know more about her, you know, screw the game. You know, you could do that any, any day of the week, 
But and I mean, he he is talking about a girl at that time, but he's not just talking about a girl. He's talking about anything in life for that matter. You know, yeah, whether a yeah. career, whether you know, an aspiration, whether a hobby, or whatever. Because I mean, <clears throat> you can even say this thing right here. What if we never? What if one you never came to me with this idea, and you never was like, "Hey, man, you want to come on to this? What do you feel about this?" What if you never said that, Zach? What if you never called him and said, "Hey, is this?" And he was like, "No, this is this." But yeah, you know, what if I never said, "Yeah, let's do it, man"? Uh, sounds kind of cool. I think we. What if go I somewhere. never? What if I never had a dream? What if you never collected those movies behind you? I mean, honestly. I'd be the, sitting the, in a. I'd be sitting in a hundred twenty thousand dollar home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, possibly a two hundred and ten thousand dollar home, my good sir. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, um, it, it, it's kind of like a lot of what keeps me here is closeness with some family, closeness with a few friends, at least for that matter, like you guys. You're um, uh, we kind of split between that, but you know. It there, there's just a lot that goes on in everybody's life, and whether you know that, whether you don't, whether you know how I feel about any and everyone on this podcast, it doesn't matter. What matters is now how you're doing things and what you're trying to do going forward from there, because this is essentially just a movie about life. It's essentially just a movie about potential, <clears throat> yeah, for that matter, and. Kind of, this is just this is kind of going off rant or whatever. Um, has anyone had a friend like Will Hunting where you, they had so much potential, but they just wasted it or, or they're wasting it? You're just like, God damn it, dude, what, what are you doing? No, <laughs> uh, like, no. yes, and no. Uh, I mean, I think, I think some people see more in others a lot uh, than they see in themselves. Uh, I think that, you know, I may, because don't get me wrong, Zach, I might see you in one light and you might be a hundred percent different in your own head. It's all about POV. It's all about perception. Same with you, Juan. Those are good. Those are good videos. The POV videos. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good mindset. You know, uh, it's a good thing to look because don't get me wrong in this, in, in, in the three of us, only one of us is the father. You see life through a different lens right now. You know, uh, we see it through a different lens for that matter. Yeah, those get are, that out those, of your mouth. <laughs> those, those are technically kidnapped kids, but, you know, whatever. I got spaghetti put in my pocket yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little, little dude was saving it for later. Never, never had that experience. Did you get to work and find that? Or you're just like, ugh, what is No, this? I was sitting there on the couch, on the chair, and the dog just started going ham on my pocket. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? There's little spaghetti noodles in, in my pocket. But, you know, it, it's, like I said, it's all just a movie about perception, a movie about uh, potential, a movie about don't yeah. waste your life doing for others. You know, find I, how you are, who you are, what you are. I had a high school English teacher who... He he was very smart. Like he he could really he really could have been like a lawyer. He was pre med for a while, and then or pre law. He was pre law. He could have been a doctor. He could have just been anything. I know somebody like that. He decided to be a high school teacher because he liked he liked teach like English. He liked teaching kids and that. I think you know while you while you do this movie is about potential. You also have to find what satisfy you satisfies you in life or the what keeps you going as a person. Um. Will doesn't want to be locked in a room for eight hours a day doing long division. I get that. That sounds boring as hell, but you know, that's what he's good at. So he should do that, you know, or it's not really just that for that matter. Uh, I, I would say, come up with something different, come up with what you're good with and combine it with something else, something else that you can potentially benefit from potentially go forward from and maybe make a lot of money off of. Because at the end of the day, you're in control of your life, and you need to find out what your niche is. Somebody, a great wise man, once told me that uh, our potential is endless. So I guess I'll just leave it there at that. Um, favorite scene? Uh, pretty much any of the monologue sequences or scenes. Um, anything no, with you have to pick one. 
anything with Robin Williams. Uh, the the park bench scene is probably the standout of the scene, and I'll go with that one. And the uh, the the Ben Affleck, him and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, they're just talking about how he should, you know, he needs he needs to use his full potential because I I don't get I don't get that option as a person. So I would pick the scene where they go into the Harvard bar and he meets um, Harvard. Yeah, and he he Ben Affleck goes up and tries to pick up the Harvard chicks, but you know Matt Damon does his thing. He ends up getting the phone number. How about them apples? Uh, and then probably my other favorite scene will be where he talks about the painting, and then he's like, "Oh, well, you know, what about your wife? Did she leave you?" And then Robin Williams grabs him by the throat and he's like, "He just holds him. Again. Yeah, you disrespect again. I will fucking end you. Got that, Chief? So those are, those are probably my two standout scenes. Ed, what about you? Uh, the bench scene, man. I mean, don't wrong. There's there's so many good things. There's so many good monologues, but at the same time, that bench scene is a very very standout scene. Uh, if I had to pick a number two, I would go ahead and go with the uh, first meeting between uh, masterminds, if you will, Sean and uh, Will. So, um, we I think you know I was gonna pick the pinch the bench scene too, but I you know just to be different, I selected those two. But it sounds like we all love the the, the bench park scene. So if you guys have not seen the movie and you don't feel like sitting through a two hour and ten movie, <laughs> ten, ten minute movie, do yourself a favor and at least just YouTube the park bench scene from Goodwill yeah. Hunting. If, yeah. if anything, that's that's all you need to see when it comes to this movie. You know, if you don't feel like sitting through it, just watch that ten minute scene. And you'll see. I believe that that's the scene that run that won Robin Williams his his Oscar. So, oh yeah, I I will I will <clears throat> kind of go off and say that that scene is just as uh, impactful and powerful as the one from Denzel uh, Fences. Watch your mouth. I'll say, it. man, I don't need to watch my mouth out of nothing. You know what I'm saying, Doc? But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I will say that, that I think that's as powerful of a scene for that matter. Not as, because of Ra- as Robin Williams' passing. As Robin yeah. Williams is. 5.3. Yep. I will go on record at saying I don't think any scene Robin Williams has ever done in his entire life would equal up to that Denzel Washington. I don't know, man. From Flubber, there was a lot of good stuff in that <laughs> one. <laughs> Flubber. And From Flubber, like, bro, we're talking good. about that. We're talking about that in April, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Fences again, yeah. Fences conversation part two. <laughs> um, that's fun. That's always fun to talk about. Uh, Zach, star rating. Man, uh, performance wise, screenplay wise, uh, monologue wise, it may come down. The more I think about it, but as of right now, I'm gonna give it a nine. Uh, really, really like this movie on this rewatch. So, uh, it was it was a good rewatch. I enjoyed the performances really, really well. Um, the two hours and ten minutes kind of flew by at times. Uh, character development payoff. I just don't know if I'm gonna enjoy the rewatchability again. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna pick this up anytime soon. So, on rewatchability wise, other than the bench scene. I don't see very much memorization to this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Still very, very highly thought of. Uh, Robin Williams knocks it out of the pack. Um, so eight stars for me. Ed, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and align. I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, awesome, awesome movie. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with at least seeing this once in your lifetime. It's very, very good, very, uh, very passionate. You can see that this was a film that somebody did care about. So, yeah. And if you don't have it on physical copy or, you know, hard copy, Zach, you can check this out. Where at? Uh, you can check it up. Check it out on Max. HBO. What, is, up. What, what are you doing, sir? I don't know. You tell me. I, I don't know, sir. I'd love to know, sir. I don't know. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, you can, like like Zach said, HBO Max it up and go watch it. Um, or if you don't feel like watching the ten minute, the two two hour and ten minute scene, go check out the bench scene on YouTube. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Um, but as far as next week goes, guys, it's a thirty four year old movie this year. 
we're talking about Edward Scissorhands. What? Uh, one of the highly declarated Johnny Depp movies that we have yet to talk about. So next week, while we're still kind of in a winter wonderland, we're going to talk Edward Scissorhands. Um, the week after that, the final Wednesday in January, we are talking A Good Person. This was Zach's pick, January 31st. And that's um, the movie that I was holding up. February 7th for Zach's birthday, he selected Casablanca. So, Ed, if you had to rewatch this, um, blame it on Zach. <laughs> um, February 14th, Valentine's Day, we're talking A24's Past Lives. February 21st, we're talking the sci fi sensation from 2023, The Creator. And then February 28th, we're talking Killers of the Flower Moon on the last Wednesday in February. So it's a packed month. Real packed. Um, other than that, guys, do you have anything uh, you want to, you know, finalize with Goodwill Hunting, Zach? Ed, anything before we uh, knock it is out? That, is that the golden snitch? Oh, Harry Potter reference. Um, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I definitely would go check out Goodwill Hunting. Um, but if, you know, you don't want to do the two hours and ten minutes, just watch watch any of the monologue scenes. They're all on YouTube. Uh, and just witness some good acting, listen to the great scripts. It's it's quite fun. Um, next weekend, Edward Scissorhands. I've never seen it, so it'll be a first-time watch. So, really? Yep. Tim Burton and old Johnny Depp. So we 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 shall see. I wonder how you, uh... Ed. What about you? Do you uh you have anything uh, final for Goodwill Hunting? And what's your thoughts next week? Uh, not really. I mean, don't waste your potential. Be a good person to each other, though. Simple as that, man. Uh, be a good person to your kids. So, uh, next week, looking forward to it. Haven't seen it in at least oh probably. Eight years, seven, eight years, somewhere in that area. So, <clears throat> yeah, Johnny Depp, always got to love him. Next year, or next year, next week, Edward Scissorhands, episode 280. We also talk our top five movies that we are most looking forward to in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward Scissorhands so is on Max, so go yep. max it up. Go max it up, watch Edward Scissorhands, and get ready to let us know what movies you're most looking forward to as we talk top five next week again, right here on another new episode of the cinnamon movie podcast. Edward Scissorhand next week, guys.